Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. What is the latest clinical evidence around durable treatment modalities for DME? This is CME on ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Christina Wang. I'm Dr. Durga Borkar. Great question. I think one of the most exciting developments in this space was the approval of Bursamab early last year for the treatment of both neovascular AMD and DME. This was particularly novel because this is a new dual mechanism of action with inhibition of both the VEGF and ANG2 pathways. Yosemite and Ryan were the two phase three RCTs looking at that efficacy, safety, and durability of furosemab for DME. And these studies showed that treatment with furosemab was not inferior to flipersep two milligrams treatment. And they showed demonstrated BCBA gains and reductions in CST. Their durability results are particularly impressive with 80% of study eyes achieving a treatment interval of 12 weeks or more at week 96. I think there were some interesting post-talk analyses related to these trials as well. At ASRS, the study was presented showing a greater reduction in macular leakage compared to flibercept after 16 weeks of treatment. And there was another post-talk analysis presented at ASRS that showed that treatment with perisimab was associated with lower rates of ERM formation at two years compared to treatment with a flibercept. In both cases, it's hypothesized that the ANG2 inhibition is likely related to these findings. I think we're also really trying to amplify treatments that we already have to make them more durable. For example, the photon phase two, three study evaluated a flibercept eight milligrams and showed that treatment with a flibercept eight milligrams, both at Q12 and Q16 weeks resulted in non-inferior BCBA compared to Q8 week treatment with a flibercept two milligrams at week 96. And the patients received six fewer injections in that time period. What about the new data around the new steroid implant? Yeah, great question. Well, the latest data comes from a phase four prospective three-year non-randomized open-label study called Paladin, which evaluated the fluosinolone 0.19 milligram implant in treatment experienced patients with persistent or recurrent DME. This therapeutic provides continuous therapy for up to 36 months with microdosing. And in this study, investigators aim to quantify the number of treatments required by eyes before versus after the implant was placed. Not only were there significant improvements in the mean retinal thickness and visual acuity, but investigators found that the implant reduced the total number of therapies administered by 46%, and very impressively, that 25% of eyes remained supplemental treatment-free through 36 months. Additionally, you can see in the bar graph to the right that eyes that were switched to fluosinolone acetonide earlier in the treatment course had better visual outcomes. From a safety standpoint, remember that these patients had already passed a steroid challenge per the label. While most eyes were pseudophagic at baseline, 62% of phagic eyes underwent cataract surgery. Mean IOP remained stable throughout the trial with 28% of eyes completing the study, experiencing an IOP increase of greater than 10 millimeters of mercury. Slightly over a fifth were started on IOP-lowering medications and IOP-lowering surgery was performed in 3% of patients. Only about half of those were actually due to steroid-induced IOP increase, while the other half was due to neovascular glaucoma. Of course, in addition to fluosinolone, we have other steroid options like the dexamethasone implant and triamcinolone acetonide. And don't forget about focal laser, which still can be helpful in certain cases. Never before have we had so many effective options for the treatment of DME, I'm sure you'll agree, Durga. And the key will be really deciding how to select the best one for a given patient. And fortunately, I predict we'll learn a lot more from clinical trials along with ongoing real-world studies. That's exactly right. 
Stick around to learn more about real-world data around durable treatments for DME, as well as neovascular AMD. See you next time. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Prova Education and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash Prova. Thank you for listening.